This is Generation Swap. While the world talks about a generation gap, we talk about connection. Our guests listen, guide, and encourage, helping each other figure out life. Keep listening for more. Welcome to Generation Swap. We're here today for a special guest interview with Becca Harvey from the Women's Security Alliance. I'm your host, Cindy Camp, and I'm here with Dana Hebriard. And we are delighted to be talking with you today. So we'll kick it off with Becca. Hi, Becca. Thank you so much for joining us here in Flannery Hall. We really appreciate it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, thank you, Dana. It's my pleasure. Uh, My name is Rebecca Harvey, and um, I have been in IT for um, over 20 years and more focused in the cybersecurity arena over the last 10 years. Um, I come from a uh, family where my mother was um, very heavily involved in technology, and um, we, we grew up with it. We were the you know first uh, family that I knew of who had computers in our house. <laughs> so, uh, so I'll tell you a little bit more about my background there uh, in a little bit. But um, I'm very happy to be here. I'm a native Grand Rapidian, um, or native West Michigander, I should say, and have been in Grand Rapids for about the the past 15 years or so. Um, so thank you for having me today. Of course, of course. Well, you mentioned your mother's work in coding, and how do you feel that work shaped the life path that you took? Yeah, great question. So my mom originally got her um, her, her schooling, her education in teaching, and um, as well as foreign languages. So um, learning languages came naturally to her, and um, after the advent of the first computer, she became very interested in computers. It was just something she was always drawn to. So she took some courses outside of her uh, work in education in learning how to code. And, you know, this was back in the days when coding was with punch cards and these rooms with giant computers and, and, and all of that. And then gradually, you know, we, we got machines in our home and she was, um, you know, kind of tinkering with those. And then she decided to start her own company, her own business. Um, And we were our city's first internet service provider. And I grew up helping with that and um, learned a lot of things from her uh, in terms of, you know, uh, how to run an internet service provider organization, connectivity, um, computers. Um, She also sold computers out of her business and repaired computers. And I had the opportunity to work in just about every area of the business. So I I learned a ton of things from her. Wow. It sounds like, I mean, just an amazing gift and and sort of one of your first mentors in the field. And so Generation Swap is really about creating those we like to call them swap mates because we think we learn from each other it's sort of a give and take and you know thanks to netview the vocation across the academy we're trying to reach that mentoring across all academic disciplines so maybe that brings us to the whole women's security alliance and talk a little bit about what you do within that organization yeah absolutely so um in January of 2020, a colleague and I, Ranu Parmar, um, and I started the Women's Security Alliance. Um, It was sort of born of us meeting up at uh, cybersecurity events, um, industry-related events, and uh, realizing that we never had a line to the bathroom. 
And, <laughs> and, you know, we would joke about that and um, just kind of joke about how, you know, there was always just a handful of women and the place was uh, teeming with men. And um, ar- around the, the January time frame, we decided that it was time to do something about that. And we really felt that there needed to be um, a structure in place to help mentor women within the field. Um, we noticed that many women didn't feel confident, um, especially women in IT, um, going into the realm of cybersecurity. There's sort of this mystique about it, um, traditionally uh, male field, a lot of ex-military and Um, It just, you know, we noticed that the support system wasn't there for women. So uh, we decided to start the organization and we brought in um, board members uh, from various facets of the industry, um, both local in West Michigan and in other uh, states. And uh, we now have, I think, 15 people on our board. (laughs) So, um, so the whole point of it is to make sure that women have the mentorship that they need, which is absolutely critical to their success. Uh, So we ensure that we have mentors in uh, various areas of the field to align to, um, you know, specific uh, career paths within the field. And we also um, align ourselves to funding and to um, internships and uh, other resources that women need in order to be successful within the field. Um, and just to give you a little background on the statistics of women in cybersecurity, um, in IT in general, it's about 35% women, so it's really improved a lot, especially over the past 10 years. Um, in cybersecurity nationwide, it's now 20%. And in Michigan, we found that it's a lot less than that. Um, the statistics that we were consistently getting were around 10%. So um, I don't know why that is, but um, it, it definitely was apparent at some of the local events that we would we would go to. So that was, um, you know, a huge, huge reason behind that. Yeah, I was just thinking the career center that is in, you know, part of the Advantage Center, we really love to hear about the the steps that, um, you know, organizations take to create equity and inclusion for individuals in all facets of business and through internships and mentoring. Uh, do you have an example or a story of uh, mentoring that you've seen, um, especially with young women in the field? Yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll get I'll tell you kind of the three areas of mentorship that we do, and then give you a specific story. Um, so we're focused on three different verticals. One is women who are just entering the workforce. Um, you know, maybe they just finished a college degree, or they finished some certifications in cybersecurity, and this is kind of their first, uh, you know, foray into into um, their career. And then the second area is women who um, were in a career for you know a period of time and then they left for personal reasons and um, are now coming back after a gap and need some you know sig- significant assistance in um, you know making sure they're able to do that. Um, the third area is women who are already in um, the cybersecurity field or in you know in IT adjacent field and they want to level up their career. Maybe they want to get into a leadership position or um, just a different area of the field and, um, you know, need some mentorship and resources to do that. So um, I'm trying to think, my my favorite vertical actually is the middle one, (laughs) is the the women who are coming back after a gap. 
Um, so I'll talk for a second about that and give you an example of that. Because there, there's one woman in particular who I'm thinking of. Uh, her name is Ilbra. Um, she's actually on the West Coast, and she um, was a mentee of mine. And um, she originally, had her the beginning of her career was in um, healthcare billing. And then um, she had some personal things going on with family and responsibilities that took her away from her career for a period of time. And when she got back in, um, she really was drawn toward IT and specifically cybersecurity. Um, she has a very you know, justice warrior mentality about things and wants to make a difference and loves to help people. And um, I could see that she had so many soft skills and, you know, just so many things uh, just from her life experience that would lend itself to the field. She just needed some direction in terms of, you know, certifications and, you know, what those next steps would be for her to find that rewarding career. So we worked on that and really got to the bottom of what it is that she wants to do and, you know, kind of laid a roadmap out for her in order to be successful in that. Um, so that's that's a very satisfying area. Um, I also love helping, you know, college grads, uh, people, you know, just coming out of college or coming out of a certification um, and, you know, wanting to start their career. Um, they have so much um, enthusiasm typically <laughs> that I, I I love that it's you know there's all this motivation and enthusiasm and just um, you know their whole life in front of them and um, a lot of times where they struggle is um, deciding what area um, within cybersecurity there are 75 probably more now um, different uh, disciplines that one can go into and um, oftentimes you know, at that age, you might not really know yourself very well, or, you know, maybe multiple things sound fun and, you know, just really narrowing it down um, to a good starting place. And, um, you know, I think of one, one girl in particular, most recently, um, her name is Lisa. She, um, she was one of those that just had so much enthusiasm for the field and was really trying to decide what area, um, you know, would best meet her current skill set and would be a good, you know, building block for uh, where she wanted to go in the future. And she ultimately decided on doing threat hunting um, because, you know, she also had this, you know, justice warrior um you know, uh, mentality. And she really enjoyed going out and looking for those threats and the excitement around, um, you know, finding them and responding to incidents and things like that. So um, there, there are a lot of places that you can take that um, down the road. And that was a good, a good fit for her. I've never heard the term threat hunting before, so that's really interesting. <laughs> yes. I can tell I don't know much about cybersecurity. I had no idea there were 75 subspecialties. Yes, yes. Um, You know, I'm struck, you have talked about confidence as yes. for some women a real barrier. Yes. And it sounds like from your mother's life story, she must have had a ton of confidence that she was sure that she could learn, that she could actually start her own business, yeah. be the first internet provider in your community. Can you talk a little bit more about the issue of confidence and how women have to battle sometimes that imposter syndrome? Yeah, absolutely. That's an amazing question. And I think that's one of the things that is a real barrier uh, for, for a lot of women. And 
Looking at my mom, uh, she definitely had confidence in, uh, you know, I mean, we all we all have our strengths and challenges and we all have certain areas of our life where we lack confidence and others where we have more confidence. Um, she was always a great student. And so I think she had a lot of confidence around her intellectual abilities. And um, she she also uh, grew up with some some unique uh, life circumstances where her mother had passed away at a young age and um, she was able to she wasn't really indoctrinated with a lot of cultural norms around what women's roles were so I think that um, played a role in in her choices as well and then raising three girls um, she she really wanted us to be independent and she wanted us to have you know all of the advantages um, and not be hindered by our gender and um, so you know, just there were a lot of different things that I, I feel like even just in the past 10 years, I'm really, uh, you know, beginning to appreciate about uh, the way that she chose to raise us. Um, at the time, there were things that felt weird, like, okay, you know, all my friends' moms are, you know, doing X, Y, and Z, and my mom's, you know, running this, you know, she's climbing towers and installing equipment <laughs> for wireless, <laughs> you know, uh, internet service. And um, so it, it was it was a little embarrassing for me sometimes. But um, looking back on it, um, you know, she really instilled that, uh, you know, you can do anything and you can choose your, you know, your own future. So. I love that image of your mother climbing a, a tower to install equipment. Gosh, she wasn't afraid. No. <laughs> um, when you're working with a young woman who might have some confidence issues, can you give us just a little idea of how you might coach or, you know, pose questions that could help a young woman feel a greater sense of, uh, I'm up to this, I, I could do this? Yeah, I think, I mean, I I like to ask a lot of questions and really understand um, the individual uh, before giving any advice. And so, you know, I really try to figure out uh, what makes, you know, who they are, what makes them tick, maybe areas where they are lacking in confidence and asking questions about previous accomplishments that sort of show them that, you know, you've done this before and this is just another thing. And, you know, you have everything that it takes and this really isn't isn't that hard there's you know all these sort of cultural and mental barriers that are there but when it comes down to it it's it's not a difficult thing and um you know i tell my kids back you know in in the 1800s i think it was only 20 or 30 percent of the population could read and it was this you know reading's too hard we can't do that and only only the really smart people can do that well now just about everybody <laughs> knows how to do that and I feel that it's it's the same with anything so it's just a matter of um, making the decision that that's what you want to do and based on your definition of success and then taking the, the steps that you know you need to take to move forward and you mentioned mentoring someone on the West Coast. So your organization is a national organization? It is, yes. We have a greater presence in Michigan, of course, um, because that's where we started. But we do. We have board members who are in Texas, um, in Washington State, in New York. Um, and we have alliances with the national um, 
Cloud Security Alliance and other organizations as well as local alliances uh, with the state of Michigan and MCWT, the Michigan Council of Women in Technology. So we, have, we actually have 17 different alliance partners. So. And if someone wants to learn more, do they just go to your website or do you have other ways that they should um, you know, connect with you? Yeah, so the website I would say is the best uh, starting point and it's www.wamsa.org. And um, you can easily uh, see on the website where to, you know, and how to become a mentee or a mentor. Um, and there's a lot of information about, you know, our goals, our objectives, and um, what we can offer. So I would say that's definitely a good starting point. Becca, as you've been talking, oftentimes college students will come up to me and ask about work-life balance or how as a and you're a working mom and those are always the questions I don't know if I can get into this field because I want to have time how, could you have any advice for uh, young women who are thinking about that I always like to say it's not really a balance it's more of a you know blend you just sort of make yes, yes make it happen <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I would say that that's a huge uh, cultural barrier that many women have. Um, you know, they they learn at an early age, either, you know, overtly or just subtly that um, they, you know, if they want to have a family and they want to, um, you know, ha have a good balanced life that they need to choose a profession where that's a little bit easier to do that traditionally. But I think that helping women understand that um, you can imagine a different reality where you have balance and you have um, a good blend of work and life that isn't necessarily based on those traditional roles. And just just helping them understand by telling stories about other women who um, are, are in these roles and how they're balancing their lives. Um, in tech, one of the, the nice things is that there's there's so many positions that allow for remote work. And, you know, working from home, um, even on a full-time basis, you know, you can schedule your calls throughout the day where you've got some time to um, do some things around the house in between. Um, you've got time to go, you know, pick kids up or, um, you know, balance things with your spouse. So, um, and I also feel like helping them, you know, understand that um, that previous notion of uh, gender roles and Thing, you know, the, the woman having to be, you know, the superhero doing everything at home and then having the full-time job and, uh, and all of that, um, that's really not the norm anymore. And there are relationships where, you know, things are much more equitable and that that's what the expectation should be. And, um, you know, especially with college students or women first entering the workforce, I think it's important that they understand that. Well, that's very helpful because we do often hear from young people about how do I balance everything, still have good quality of life, but a meaningful career. Um, you know, we also like to know beyond career, what other advice might you have, again, for that, that younger person, college student, 20-year-old who's 30-year-old, still kind of getting their life on track as an adult? What else would you advise? I would say that um, really take the time to define success, what success means to you, um, not based on what your family of origin, um, you know, said success was or what society and, you know, from your perspective 
defines success as and um you know take some time to do some soul searching some journaling and understand what it is for you and also understand your motivations so when you you know as you're defining it why are you defining it that way is it because of some programming you know that you received growing up that may or may not serve you or is it you know is it because of um what you know what you find enjoyable um and what gets you and you know enthusiastic and you know gives you motivation um and just ensure that you're doing things for the right reasons and the reasons that will best serve you uh down the road and by taking some time to do these exercises you'll get to know yourself a little bit better as well and um that's you know the the sooner we can do that (laughs) the better (laughs) it's a work in progress but and yeah thank you because i think so often people who are in the what we might refer to as the second half of life Mm -hmm. have a better ability to listen to an internal voice rather than as you're saying the programming that we get from all the people in our lives parents and teachers and bosses and people who you know want what's good for us but don't always understand us as well as we do Uh, so thank you for that especially wise counsel. Is there anything else you want to add about your work or um, especially about your mentoring program? Um, I guess the only thing that I would say, um, since, you know, our organization is, our our mission is to help women succeed within the field of cybersecurity is that um, there are millions of jobs out there that are unfilled currently in the field. And these are not just technical positions. They're positions, you know, focused on governance and compliance or leadership, other areas where, um, you know, a lot of women think, you know, it's, it, it's just hands on a keyboard all the time. And, and that's not the case at all. There are so many different areas and they're so critical to um, it, to the safety of everyone. And, um, it, it, you know, these are cybersecurity is is something that is never going to go away and um filling those gaps is becoming more important than ever. So I would encourage if there's any interest out there um, to, you know, look into it. And, um, you know, we at the Women's Security Alliance can certainly help with that. Well, Becca, Rebecca Harvey with the Women's Security Alliance, we want to thank you so much. Um, We're recording here in our new podcasting studio on a college campus. It's a busy busy Monday morning here, and there's a lot um, going on in our world, but we're delighted that you took time to join us. Um, This is Cindy Camp. And Dana Hebriard. This has been great. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And Thank we'll look, you for having me. <laughs> yeah, we'll look forward to um, to hearing more about the Women's Security Alliance in the future. Thank that you. That sounds good. Thank you. Generation Swap is a production of the Aquinas College Advantage Center. You can find our show wherever you get your podcasts or at generationswap.com. Thank you for spending time with us today. We're looking forward to swapping stories with you again soon.